Now in its third year, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels talking about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Sit back and enjoy, everybody. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 183 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks for giving the episode a listen. Uh, in this episode, I will be sitting down in just a moment with Mick Aussie from MickAussie.tv to go through our tips for round 16 of the men's comp. Don't forget that if you are interested in having your local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, drop me a note at one of my socials. We'll talk about that here in just a moment. You can do that at yankonthefooty at gmail.com or my website where you can find out uh, all the other contact information there as well. I do hope you'll check out the website. We'll get to that in just a moment, though. Today's club of the episode is being sponsored by MickAussie.tv, and MickAussie.tv is run by Kim Harrison, or as he's known here in North America, Mick Aussie. Mick has spent the last two decades plus uh, running his sports comedy channel, talking about the NFL, the AFL, the Canadian Football League, as well as the NBA and the NHL. He also appears regularly on Sports Grid TV with Gabe Morenci uh, on Friday evenings, quite often, as a matter of fact. Mick was a terrific footy player in his own right uh, in South Australia, as well as in the Northern Territory. And this week's club of the episode was recommended to me by Luke Rodwell, and they are the Burley Bombers. And the Burley Bombers are in Gold Coast. And the club currently competes in the AFL Queensland State State League, and its home ground is the Bill Godfrey Oval. Now, the club was founded in the late 1970s because, again, you know, footy is, you know, getting its foot in the door, no pun intended, in Queensland. And fortunately, we're having a pretty solid season from the, uh, the Suns this year. Uh, and they have clubs from Auskick all the way through men's and women's seniors. Now, the Bombers Division II Men's Senior Club is currently sitting at the top of their ladder with eight wins, two draws, and one loss. And their next game coming up uh, is their round 13. They're on a bye this week, and that's on the 9th of July, and they are facing off against the Bond University Club. And I thought, not mistaken, when I looked at the ladder, I think Bond was in second or third spot on the ladder. So this ought to be a heck of a contest. So best of luck to the Bombers. And I have to say, just for the record, the Bombers jumpers, they're not same color scheme as the Essendon jumpers, but I, they are really sharp. Just a unique pattern that I have not seen on another jumper. So best of luck, uh, Burley, going into your uh, bye week and into round 13. And again, this week's club of the episode was sponsored by MickAussie.tv. Thanks so very much, Mick. Now, I should mention Luke Rodwell uh, lives here in the U.S. now. I believe he's in the Philadelphia area. And he actually played at one time for Burley, which is why he recommended that club to me. Now, folks, remember that you can find everything related to the podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can get subscribed on the mailing list there so that when new episodes come out, they're in your inbox within about 90 seconds of when it's uh, released. You can leave a review for the podcast, which is a huge, huge help. If you like the show... I do hope you'll take a couple minutes and tell other people what you like about it because that then allows me to use your review, if you will, as advertising, hopefully encouraging other footy fans to want to check out the podcast. Uh, You can uh, register as a guest if you have a great story or you know somebody who who has a great story. Just yesterday I released uh, an interview with uh, Sean Smith who took the mark of the century for the the 20th century, I uh, played many, many games with the, both the D's and the Roos. Fantastic interview if you've not had a chance to, to uh, listen to it. And I'm not saying that in terms of my aspect of it, okay? I was there. I was just a conduit. Mr. Smith was just a, a, a phenomenal guest. Truly enjoyed talking to him. Uh, just a, a wonderfully interesting man. Uh, if you want to help out the podcast, you can click on that little yellow button in the bottom left-hand corner, which is the uh, button that will take you to my Buy Me a Coffee page. Uh, you can support the show that way. All the, Anything that comes in through that gets turned around and put right back into the podcast to help pay hosting fees for the, uh, for the website, to help pay hosting fees for the, um, the podcast host itself, as well as for me being able to record interviews 15,000 kilometers away. 
and have had a really, really good uh, month here. We're wrapping up here at the end of June in terms of uh, listener involvement, and I truly, truly appreciate that. So hopefully you'll head over to a yankonthefooty.com, and there'll be links to all of my socials up there for Instagram, for my Twitter, which is yank underscore on, uh, yank on the footy podcast over on Facebook. Now, before we uh, jump into my discussion with uh, Mick, uh, let's take a look at the games here in the United States. It will be broadcast on cable or satellite television, and this information is coming from afana.com, A-F-A-N-A.com. So if you're in the U.S. and you want to find out when the game, or in Canada, as a matter of fact, when the games are going to be on or what games are going to be carried here, uh, this is a great source for you. And all three of these games that are going to be on this weekend here in uh, the U.S. are going to be on Fox Sports 2. And the first one of those is going to be at 5.30 on Friday morning, and that is Carlton hosting St. Kilda. Carlton is just having a phenomenal year this year. And then at 5 o'clock on Saturday morning, also on uh, FS2, Geelong is back home again uh, hosting North Melbourne. And then on Sunday at midnight, so Saturday night into Sunday at midnight, the Richmond Tigers are going to be hosting the West Coast Eagles. And the Eagles have scuffled this year, but they've been so impacted by COVID and by injury. And they are, this is, a, when they're healthy, it's a quality club. And they're getting healthy. Of course, they're going to be missing Josh Kennedy this week, who is going to be out. Uh, and he kicked five goals last week. Uh, but when this is a healthy club, this is a very good side. So I think this is going to be a very competitive game, which we're going to talk about. So let's go ahead and jump into our tips, and uh, I'm thrilled to have uh, Mick uh, joining me again. Uh, he's already got one correct. He, he got Brisbane right. I went with the Bulldogs, and, uh, well, that didn't quite work out the way that I had thought it was going to. All right, and I am thrilled to welcome Mick Aussie from MickAussie.tv back to the podcast. Mick, how you doing tonight, sir? Yeah, good. And uh, last week we thought it might have been very tough tipping, but I actually went eight and one. And some of the games were further blowouts than we actually thought, but still a great round of football, round 15. I didn't look to see how I did, but I don't think I did that well because I think we, we, we were opposite on a few picks. So I think I did very poor. And I have a feeling we're going to be opposite on a few tonight as well. Uh, <laughs> Which we started out with one. You know, we're already, you, you got the first one right. Uh, you had tipped Brisbane, I had tipped the Bulldogs. And, well, that was that was just an ugly game this morning. Uh, it was just, I it, I was a little disappointed by the, the Bulldogs' performance. Uh, but uh, it is what it is. Well, don't put yourself down because you went seven and two last week. We Did went I? everything the same except for the uh, the first Thursday night game. I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's. Uh, I guess that's not so bad then, because I ha- <laughs> I had not looked. I, I just you know I probably should have. It's been a busy week. I did a couple of additional interviews. I put I put one out uh, this week at with uh, Sean Smith, which was a really powerful discussion that I had with him. Uh, Really, really enjoyed that. So, you know, a couple things that went on this week. You know, we had the the AFL dra- AFLW draft took place uh, night before last, I believe it was, uh, or no, it was la- yeah, it was last night, I think. And uh, there were two sets of twins that were taken in the first round, and one of them was just kind of a neat story uh, with the uh, the Eagles taking um, Lauren Wakefer with pick fifteen, I believe it was. And her twin sister, Zoe, was there to you know, show her support because you're a family, that's what you do. And the Eagles turned around and she was there in this long black evening gown and such. And she, she looked, and I don't know anything about these young ladies, but she probably looked close to six feet tall. Uh, very tall young lady. And they drafted her with the last pick in the first round. It was, just, it was just one of those things where the room got a little bit dusty, like it always does when those kinds of things happen. So what, what, what did you notice from the, the women's draft? Well, first of all, I've got to mention number one pick, Montana Ham. She obviously uh, is a good player. And then uh, the daughter of a famous Australian cricketer, uh, Jazz Fleming, got drafted number two to the Hawks. Her dad was a uh, bowler for Australia. But this was my favourite story was um, Dersma for Port Adelaide. They interviewed mm-hmm. him. 
the other day on Sports Day, and he was saying how they were hoping that his sister would get drafted to the Port Adelaide Power. She's from Victoria, but she nominated South Australia. And with the 45th pick, Yasmin Dersma is now with the Port Adelaide. And the reason I really like that story is because her brother was saying that, you know, she's going to come across and live with him. And, you know, if there's several players about the similar standard as her, well, it's a no-brainer for Port Adelaide to pick her because then she's going to live with her brother. She's going to learn from her brother. So I really thought that was a very cool story that would have never happened several years ago. Well, yeah, that well, yeah, for several reasons. But uh, I hope they get along well because, you know, brothers and sisters don't always get, you know, be, Xavier, be careful what you wish for in terms of that. I mean, I wish her nothing but the best, but it's, uh, and that could, you know, that could be something that uh, could open up a little bit of a, maybe a pipeline, if you will. And I, you know, if, if her friends, you know, nominate to want to go to, to South Australia, that sort of thing. And, you know, oh, the brother will go ahead and rent a bigger house for us. And now they can chip in a little bit more as well. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, going to be great to see the the women's comp getting started here you know a lot sooner than we than we really realize here within the next couple of months with uh you know it's starting right around the time that that the men's finals are are going to be going if i'm not mistaken yeah absolutely and then i believe we have the uh, vfl women's grand final this weekend with the mm -hmm. uh, essendon bombers Kendra's in that so I'll be having a look out for that and I think they've gone undefeated for quite a while oh their their percentage was extraordinarily high they've been they've just been beating up on clubs this year it's been uh it's it's been it's been fun to watch some of those scores roll across now you know I there were a couple of other things and I know there's one story we want to get to but I want to you know couple touch on a couple of these other things real quickly uh Clayton Oliver signed a contract through the year 2030 mm -hmm. I'm going to be good Lord. Let's see. That's eight years from now. I'm going to be 67 years old when the, when he's out of contract. Uh, is that too long? Do you think? Wow. That's a long time. I believe they did that so that they can maybe uh, get Jackson under contract as well for the long term, but he's a fantastic player. He's big, he's strong. I mean, those on bowlers that are so strong in their legs, it's just so important to clear the ball out of the centre. And, yeah, he's uh, he might even win the Brownlow this year if he keeps going. Fantastic player to watch. Absolutely that's, dominant when he gets is, going. That is a possibility, yeah. that's uh, uh, and, I, and I didn't even think about it from the vantage point of being able to set money aside then to, to go bring somebody else back under contract because, you know, there's going to be a lot of – pull from the, the two WA clubs and try to get Luke Jackson to head home. Uh, we'll, and we'll see what happens with that. Cause he hasn't said one way or the other, what he wants to do. But I guess if you're what, 20 years old and you've got the opportunity to, you know, be contending for, for premierships for the next few years, maybe that's not such a bad place to be. Oh, absolutely. That's what you got to weigh up. Are you going to take yeah. an extra hundred or 200,000 to go to a different club or are you going to stay with your mates or the team that drafted you? Like, right, right. I get disappointed when players do leave the team that drafted them, but it comes down to money as well, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It absolutely does. Yeah. So the other elephant in the room was uh, the results of the tribunal this week and Tom Stewart's uh, four week uh, banishment. Is that, uh, is that figure sit well with you or is that too much, too little? No, I think it's about right. Three or four seemed about right. Like it was a pretty, he didn't mean to do it. Well, he did mean to do it, but he felt bad afterwards, but Hey, he still did it. And Presti right, was right. knocked out. So, you know what? It's kind of about right. Cause you can't be doing that. And, you know, fist in the face, that's definitely weeks and elbows in the face. You get weeks for that. It's common knowledge. So you've got to yeah. accept it and take the punishment. Yeah. And it's going to, it's going to, it's going to impact the cats quite a bit because they've got, uh, well, they've got North Melbourne coming up this weekend, which, um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not here to diss North Melbourne, but they're, let's just, let's be honest. They're scuffling this year. Um, <laughs> He might have even been managed this weekend. They might have rested him this weekend. Who knows? But regardless, they're managing him anyway. Uh, but, you know, they've got Carlton and Melbourne. And 
I think Port Adelaide coming up in the fourth game of, of this suspension. So those are three clubs that they could really use his services out there. So it could, you know, this might be something that, you know, pushes the cats out of a, a top four spot. Yeah, absolutely. But hey, I'm not afraid to diss North Melbourne. They're absolutely disgraceful right now. I mean, the Crows, the Crows hammered them after half time. I thought That's that true. might have been close, but they're in an absolute mess and I can't see it getting any better. They're just so bad. And, you know, there's probably 100 or, 100 or so players in other leagues in Australia that would be better than the, the kids playing for North Melbourne. But that's the system we're in. You get drafted young and sometimes kids get games when they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. So so should, are you saying that they should have been able to just say, oh, we're going to go ahead and have a, a mid-season draft and we're just going to go ahead and delist these 15 players now and bring in 15 new ones and see what happens? Well, I think yeah. they should up. I think they should up the age to uh, up a year because really, how many, how many players play in that first year? What a handful! So yeah. I'd up the age and give them an extra years. year to get better. Well, you know that that's not a bad point either because because one they're not playing and if you're if you're picking that high, and they're only under contract for what I think three years. There is is their initial contract, and then they can you know seek to go elsewhere. I mean, you're burning through one of those years with them maybe not getting very many games. I mean, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many players. I mean, you know, I didn't get good till I was 23, you know, because yeah. I developed a bit later. And by the time you build your body up and really train, like, there should be more people coming in at 23, 24, 25, I believe. But they draft these kids young. They get them in the system, and like mm-hmm. I said, some of them get games that they probably shouldn't. Well, hey, I'm 59 this year. I'm pl- I'm planning on you know peaking this year. So it's uh, this is <laughs> I plan on getting to my 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 peak abilities at this point in time. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I this just popped into my head real quickly here. You know, the NFL like with first round draft picks. You know, where the initial contract is a is a four year, and I, I think I've talked about this in a previous episode to myself but the initial contract is a four-year contract for first round picks but then there's also a club option for a fifth year where if they believe the player is doing well enough they can pick up that fifth year so you know i don't know if that if if you know putting something like that in place or maybe it's like a three-year with a fourth-year club option for the younger players to see how they pan out to to help them hold on to younger players you know, to, to one, to, you know, ones that finally do develop to, to be able to maybe keep them in on the club for an extended period of time. Well, yeah. And I was listening to part of your interview today with Sean Smith. Like he was 24 when he was kind of out of North Melbourne. That's still young. Mm-hmm. And then he come back to Melbourne at like 24 or 25. So like I said, players, you don't really peak till you're 24 to 27. And interesting, I went and watched the uh, the Mark of the Century again. I'd seen it before, but I hadn't yeah. watched it in a long time. And the, I laughed because one of the Brisbane Bears, Lions now, players was my mate Richard Champion. So he was one of the players that Sean Smith leapt up on. to play <laughs> with Richard at Woodville. And then Richard's there yelling at some young kid. And I'm, so I'm laughing my head off that Champ's got uh, the Mark of the Century taken over him and another fella. Now, on, on a more somber note, and this, this hits home a little bit with you, um, the, the Sandful uh, Adelaide area lost an absolute legend of a game this week in a, in a car accident. Uh, I believe he was 88 years old. I mean, so this was, yeah, this is somebody who had lived a long life, but was still living that life and was taken tragically in Neil Curley. And I was not familiar with the name, but this is somebody that you said you were very familiar with during your formative years. Oh, absolutely. Like when I was young, he was coaching Glenelg, the premierships. He actually took teams from bottom to top when he was younger. So absolute legend. I remember he coaching West Torrens and me and dad would go and watch West Torrens, our team. And then several years ago, because he lives out in the river, near the River Murray, out from Adelaide, a couple hours out, and he actually dived into the water and hurt his neck pretty bad a few years ago. 
And then he ran off the road. So I don't know if he had a heart attack. I'm not sure. But absolute legend. Knuckles Curly, they call him, because his knuckles were all bent up and busted up. He loved a bit of a fight. But the real story with the state of origin with the South Australia versus Victoria in the 80s and 90s, him and Teddy Whitten were the two main spokesperson and Teddy Whitten for Victoria and they used to battle on the field in the state games and then they became friends. Mm -hmm. Neil Curley, absolute legend and he was involved in the Crows in the when they formed back in 1991. So okay. absolute legend, tough okay. guy, tough player. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's sad that you know that 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 he's gone but it's you know you you've got a lot of great memories of him uh, and you know that's a name that in South in South Australia is gonna is gonna live on for decades. It's gonna you know it's gonna be in footy lore forever. Absolutely, and if he uh, let's say if he lined up right now next to that young Collingwood Magpie Ginnivan, you know <laughs> Ginnivan would totally change his attitude because guys like that would just like, hey, you smarten up, buddy, and they'd hit you fairly and hard and maybe a couple of dirty ones as well. But the game has changed a lot, as you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Curly was playing in the 50s and 60s. Like, man, it was rough back then. Yeah, that's you You uh, you might see a, uh, a little bit of a punch thrown when there were fewer cameras on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I, don't even, I don't even want to know what the over-under and the number of uh, punches that were thrown in uh, in in state league games uh, without the cameras on, it's got to be in the hundreds of thousands over the years. So, yeah. <laughs> so ready to jump into the, uh, the tips for this round. You're already one correct. I'm one wrong. And uh, we've got some pretty interesting matchups this week. And I, uh, yeah, I want let's go ahead and, and jump into the first one, uh, which is Carlton and St. Kilda. And this one's going to be at Marvel. And I, it's unfortunately giving me the times when it's going to be on local here. So this is a 5.50 in the morning first bounce for me. Uh, Carlton's bringing back Adam Chera. Uh, William Centerfield's the meta sub. Jer Jordan Boyd is out injured. St. Kilda has a lot of people back in. Bradley Hill, Jack Higgins, Mason Wood, Patty Ryder back in. But Ben Law, Ben Payton, uh, Cooper Sharman are out. Um, what are you thinking about this one? Wow. Well, the Saints, they were eight and three. They lost three in a row. Very disappointing. But they're the type of team you don't know. They might come out and win this week. Oh. The Blues are sitting in fifth, but they're actually equal second with okay. your Cats, Lions and Dockers. I do like the Blues to win. That's the safest bet. They're favoured by seven and a half. I think they'll do that and probably win by three or four goal. But like I said, you never know the Saints. They could come up. Ryder's back in, big Paddy Ryder. He's a good ruckman. And uh, I hope it's close, but I think the Blues will win that by, say, three goal. Yeah, I mean, Carlton's won six out of eight. And those three in a row that the Saints have lost have been by an average of over 35 points. So these aren't close games that they're losing. They're getting they're getting hammered by, by like a piece of plywood at a construction site the last three rounds. And uh, it's uh, – yeah, I, I – I think, yeah, they've got, like I said, they've got some big names coming back in. And, and, I, and I don't want to speculate on this, but supposedly there were some rumblings that there was some sort of an incident that took place with St. Kilda. And I'm not going to get into that because I, I haven't read up on it enough. But supposedly there was, there was something like a, a junior version of the, uh, the Stephen May kind of a thing. And I, and I don't think it was necessarily alcohol related, but supposedly there was a bit of a uh, disagreement with a couple players this past week. Uh, so, you know, hopefully that, you know, the club's getting back together. I've, I'm going with the, the Blues as well. I've got them winning it by 18 points. I've got them going up by three goals on this, you know, and this is a, this is a weekend that if the Saints don't win this, they could very easily find themselves getting leapfrogged by both Gold Coast and Port Adelaide and dropping, you know, even a couple spots further down on the ladder. Yeah, you're right. I, don't, I can't see him making the eight, but maybe I'm wrong. But what you talked about, the little bit of trouble, well, Paddy Ryder actually put out a tweet or a post and and basically said there was nothing in it. And Damien Barrett believed him. So we've probably got to say there probably wasn't much in those good, uh, good. possible 
whatever. <laughs> yeah. Then we uh, we have the the next game at the MCG, and it is the it's a rematch that I think a lot of people are looking forward to, not necessarily because of the game itself, but what may go on during the game. And we've got the Swans visiting Essendon. And the Bombers, they've only won once in the last six rounds. Uh, they got beat in round nine by the Swans by 58 points. And that was the, uh, that was the game where Luke Parker uh, was uh, not too kind to Dylan Shield. And I've kind of been, you know, um, acknowledging that in a couple of uh, review episodes here recently. And interestingly enough, Luke Parker is playing his 250th game. And I'm keen to find out how Dylan Shield is going to celebrate that. Uh, <laughs> but you've got uh, Darcy Parrish back in uh, for Essendon. Uh, Justin McInerney's coming back in. Uh, like I said, Parker's playing his 250th game. Um, you know, no, no late changes as of right now. What are you thinking on this one? Oh, well, I'm thinking the bomb was absolutely terrible. And we did. We got the pick as the underdog last week. We both picked the Eagles to win. Mm -hmm. A couple other people did, but that was kind of, uh, yeah, I could see that happening. Bombers are just terrible. Darcy Parrish, oh, he gets a lot of the ball. Luke Parker, like you said, 250 games. He is a very, very good player. I like the Swans to win that and win that well. They were 21-point favourite. Now they're 15. I'm not sure why it dropped. I think the Swans will win that by four or five goal. They're looking good, the Swans. I like them, and uh, they need to keep winning because they could drop out of the eight if they start losing. Now, Swans I, to win easily, I think. As, as you've mentioned in the past, I don't look at who's favoured by what. I just kind of speculate on it. I jotted down here that I'm – since they're playing at the MCG, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer. It's a it's a bigger ground than than the SCG. That uh, I was going to go with Sydney to win this, but only by 15 points. So it, I, it turns out you said that it's now at 15. I okay, I guess I found that I didn't find that number for real. That's just one that I pulled out of my left nostril. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I just think it's going to be closer because. I, I, Essendon might actually show up for this and because of it being a bit of a grudge match because of what happened the last time out. I don't think they have enough firepower to beat Sydney, but I think they'll give them a better showing this time than they did the last time. I'm actually a real fan of the Swans. I like the way they move the ball and uh, I mean, Heaney, isn't he a fantastic player? Mm -hmm. So big fan of the Swans and as you'll see, I've got my Ottawa Swans jersey on now because it's red and white and it's Canada Day tomorrow, so that's why I'm wearing the Ottawa Swans jersey. There you go. Now, last week, we're, we're going to move on to the Crows and Melbourne here at the Adelaide Oval. And uh, last week, the D's reminded everybody who won the premiership last year, just in case we had forgotten over the previous three rounds as they had dropped three games in a row. And they just came out and battered the Lions. I mean, it just – that was – I don't think that game was as close as the score even was there. It just uh, – they played a phenomenal game. Uh, they've recovered from their three in a row. They, you know, they, you don't have any changes really at all for the, the, the D's. Um, Jaden Hunt's going to be their meta sub. Bailey Fritch is playing his 100th game. And uh, you've got Lockie Murphy and Riley Philthorpe back in for the Crows. This is going to be at the Adelaide Oval, but I, I'm going with Melbourne to win this one by about four goals. Okay, well, they're 30-point favorites, so you're saying by 24 points? Yeah. That's, uh, well, the Crows, they did impress last week. I mean, they absolutely smashed the Kangaroos in the second half. McAdams out injured. I'm a bit of a fan of his. Phil Thorpe's back in. Oh, Demons a win. Just depends how motivated they are and when they want to get moving. So I think the Demons will win by more than 30. Bailey Fitch, eh? isn't he? Isn't he a fantastic player? Half forward, flank, tall fella. Obviously, you remember him in last year's grand final. I think he kicked six goal. He just judges the ball so well. He leads well. Fantastic player, Bailey Fitch. Good on and, him. And his hair doesn't move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if he actually, you know, the, the, the stuff that uh, that Joe Danaher and Tom Hawkins rub on their jumpers to help them get a grip, does does Bailey Fritch actually put that into his hair as well? 
and then have to have it like surgically removed after the games. Cause I mean, his hair doesn't move. It just is, uh, it's yeah. Granted, I don't have that issue, but, uh, <laughs> it's, but yeah, he, he is a, a great little goal sneak there. He's great around the goal. Now we move on then to the cats and the kangaroos. And this is at GMBHA and, uh, this is week one of the no Tom Stewart uh, journey here. And a couple of interesting ins for the Cats. Gary Rowan is back in, as is Patty Dangerfield. Now, Joe Selwood is being managed. Uh, Stewart's being suspended. Uh, and Cooper Stevens is their Medi sub. Now, for the, uh, the Ruse, you got Charlie Lazaro, uh, Jake Mahoney, and Lockie Young are back in. But they've got a couple big outs. You know, Aiden Bonauer is out. Uh, Bailey Scott's out. Uh, Taryn Thomas is out for personal reasons. But looking at the structure of the way the Cats are set up for this week, they, the way they have it laid out here, and again, this certainly could change. I mean, this is, this is something where I think you know, Chris Scott might just be messing with people's heads here. But he's got, uh, he's got Gary Rowan listed in the back line. Jeremy Cameron in the midfield. Huh. And uh, he's got... Um, Patty Dangerfield up at uh, full forward along with Brad Close and Tyson Stengel. So just an interesting setup that they have listed there. And, and again, I have no idea if that's what it's going to be once the, the, the first bounce actually happens. But, you know, you saw, you know, Jeremy Cameron did push up into the midfield quite a bit this past week. Well, I'll call a bit of Cleveland, Cleveland Browns uh, rubbish on that. <laughs> Scott, Scott's pulling our legs there. Jeremy, Jeremy Cameron, you probably kicked 10 goals, mate. I mean, North Melbourne, they're absolutely terrible. They're in big trouble. Like, God, they might fold if they keep going the way they're going. They're so bad. I hope that Oh, Patrick Dangerfield's back. You're a hero. You'll be happy about that. The guy that I used to like, but don't like him because he left Adelaide Crows. Fantastic player, though. I shouldn't diss him. He's a great player. And uh, I think they'll win. They're, they're favoured by 66. I think they'll win by probably 12 goals. 12 sixes of 72. There you go. I'll take the Cats to win and cover that down there at GMHBA, eh? the, the narrow field of Geelong. And uh, I, I forgot to mention, this is uh, Mitch Duncan's 250th game. And, uh, you know, he did not list him as the Ruck this week. So he's, you know, he's got him in the, in the midfield as well there. Um, but I've got the Cats winning this one. And, and again, I always tend to go a little bit conservative. I've got them winning it by five goals. Okay, we'll, uh, you know, I, it will probably be more than that. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not trying to come off sounding, you know, <laughs> cocky or anything like that because that's not, that's not what I want to do. I, I think the Cats will, will win this one. I, I, but, you know, I hope it's a good game. I hope they get tested because they're going to they're get tested in the next three weeks against three really good clubs. So I, I, I hope they take this seriously. Cause again, I didn't think that Patty Dangerfield was going to play this round. Cause I'd heard that, that they were going to sit him out one more round before they brought him back in again. But uh, I was kind of surprised to see him on the, uh, on the list. And I, and I won't be shocked if they go ahead and actually, you know, drop him out again before it's all said and done, because they've got, uh, you know, Sean Higgins, Narkel and Narkel listed as uh, emergencies. So, one of them could slide into his spot if they decide at the last minute that they're going to go ahead and rest Patty Dangerfield because it sounds like that calf, he's still having problems with it. Yeah. Hey, uh, I get a bit of a laugh how you, you don't want to uh, tip a team by too much because you might upset some fans. So while I'm at it, which was the uh, team that you upset on the discussion board that kicked you off? Can I have a guess or what? <laughs> you can have you can have a guess, and and again this, and I'm not I'm not bashing them either. I just mentioned that it had happened. You go ahead, go ahead and take a take a. Uh, go ahead. I'll say maybe the Tigers or the Magpies. Neither one of them actually. Uh, wow. It was it was a a group from the Eagles, huh. uh, which you know and and you know and I it was when they had played them and I had said you know I I I'd made a comment on there that I said you know I you know, talking about the game. And I said, full disclosure, you know, cause I, when I went into the, you know, there's thousands of people in these groups. So it's not always the same people reading these, these posts. So, and I have to remind myself of that also, but, uh, um, 
you know, I'd, I'd made a comment. I said, you know, full, you know, because I'd had a previous one that said, you know, I'm, I'm an American footy fan. You know, I, you know, I support club. I support one club, but I'm interested in all 18 of them and was very welcomed by in, in cl- rooms from all the 18 clubs. I mean, I love being able to talk to people in all of those groups. I love, you know, love being able to share their comments in the review episodes. I, I think I've, I've enjoyed doing that. Uh, but I had gone out to seek uh, people's comments, I think, after the game about that and uh somebody who didn't hadn't read everything else evidently had made a comment that you know well you know why do we have a non-eagle supporter in here which is i guess a fair question to ask but and you know (laughs) admin you know please you know remove this person so i was you know going back and typing up a little blurb again to say you know here's my thought process here as to why i put that there and went to hit send and the whole post is gone i was no longer in that group so (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 not a big deal it, it's I, I mean i kind of i kind of chuckle at it again i you know i'm not there to sledge on anybody i don't i don't go you know i i don't go into a group and go ha ha my team beat your team i'm, I'm not going to do that because I, like i said i don't want to you know i'm i'm hoping to find connections to talk to people to uh you know about uh their club i mean that i ran into somebody in one of the North Melbourne rooms that, that turned me on to being able to talk with Sean Smith. I wouldn't have done that interview had I not gone into that room and encountered uh, this gentleman that made that connection. And it's actually connected me with a couple of other people as well that I'm going to be uh, sitting down with um, here very soon. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. But yeah, it was just, it was just, it's not a huge issue. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm just trying to be honest with people. So. Um, so good, man. Oh, good. Yeah. So we have the Magpies heading up to the Gold Coast to face off against the Suns. And Jordan DeGoey is back for Collingwood. Interesting that they're taking him to a place where people vacation. Uh, Jeremy Howe is out with an illness. Isaac Chug has been omitted. Uh, it's Isaac Quaynard's uh, 50th game. Uh, Connor Butterick is back in for the Suns. And they have one debutante. And it's... Uh, it's James Sitsis, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, Alex Davies is out. Uh, Jai Farrar's in uh, health and safety protocol. And Braden Fiorini is the meta sub. Now, the Suns have won five out of seven. The Magpies have won five in a row. I would argue that this is the game of the round right here. I would argue that. And, and who would have thunk it that in 2022 you'd be saying, or that I would be saying that in round 16, that a Gold Coast game would be the game of the round. And I, you know what? I'm pretty ecstatic to being able to say that because it, I think it's, it's a long time coming for them to, to be playing that type of footy and be in a position to where they're playing a really meaningful game this late in the season. So I'm excited about this game. Well, I think you and I might be going for the same team here. I watched the Suns versus Port Adelaide Power. That was a really good game. Great ending. They got unlucky to lose that by two points, I believe. The Magpies, well, the trouble, Jordan Degoe, let's see how he plays. He'll probably come out and play really well. Jeremy Howe, man, that's a big out. Mm-hmm. Isn't he unbelievable? The, the number of speckies, we call them, great marks that guy takes. I've never right. seen anything like it in the history of the AFL. I reckon he takes more big hangers than anyone ever. Mm-hmm. Sons are favoured by five and a half. It's gone up from one and a half. I'm going for the Suns. 90% chance of rain, I believe. Saturday, 3.25, my time. I like the Suns to win that one. Magpies have won quite a few in a row. They might be in for a downer. Tough one to pick. Could go either way. Let's hope the Suns. I was going with the Suns as well by nine. So I guess I'm going with a little bit of a, a wider margin than what the what the odds happen to be there. Uh, I just I just think that, that they're... Even though they lost last week, they're they're playing with a lot of confidence. Now, again, so were the Magpies. The Magpies are playing some some great football. I mean, I, I'm I'm thrilled to watch the way that they're that they're playing, that they're coming back and becoming a side that that is worrisome to other teams now. Because I don't think a lot of people thought they were going to be making a push into the finals this year. I thought I think people thought they were maybe another year or two away yet. And yeah, you, you got to applaud the job that they've done. But I. If this game was at the MCG, I might go with Collingwood in this one. But since they're, you know, since you have to make the trip up the coastline to play this one, 
you know, I, I hope the crowd is an imp is uh, is an impact. I hope they get a huge crowd there. You said it's going to rain, so maybe not. Uh, but like I said, I'm going to go with the Suns on this one as well. Yeah, just on that, uh, I think there will be some Magpies fans there because there's a lot of people from Melbourne live up mm-hmm. there now. And remember our buddy Christian Freeman, who you had on preseason right, right. in the preview. He's the Mad Magpies fan. He actually picked them to make the eight, and we kind of laughed a little bit. But hey, he's right so far. Good on him. He is. He is. Yeah. Yep. So we're uh, we're moving on to, I think this is the second game at the MCG this weekend, and the West Coast Eagles head to Melbourne to play the Richmond Tigers, and this game has a ton of ins. Uh, Jake Arts. Uh, Jason Castagna, Kane Lambert, uh, Ryan Mansell, Sidney Stack are in for the Tigers. Uh, Judson Clark's been omitted. Of course, Dan Presti's out with concussion. Harry Edwards, Jai Cully, Sam Petrovsky-Seaton. Jai Cully being a uh, a debutant. I think he's the the Medisub. And Zane True also uh, debuting. Uh, Josh Kennedy's being managed. And Nick Natanui is back in the lineup for the first time in a long time. So this is going to be interesting one here. What are your thoughts on the Tigers and the Eagles? Oh, first of all, Nick Natanui. I love that name. And he's one of my favorite players in the AFL, the big fella. He can be so dominant. You kind of can compare him, say, to LeBron James in basketball. He's Mm -hmm. so big and moves so well. Hope he's good because he's had a couple of knee operations. And Josh Kennedy, another fantastic player. Long-time Eagle. He'll probably retire at the end of the year. Jack Darling, 250 games. He's been a good player. I think the Tigers will absolutely win this. And remember, on April the 29th, the Tigers beat the Eagles by 109 points, and that was in Perth. They're favoured by 42 I think the Eagles might get a bit closer than that. But, yeah, Tigers should win that one, especially because they got to keep winning if they want right. to get in the eight. Yeah, I I love the comments that I saw uh, come out of West Coast this week when, when it was announced that Nick Nat was coming back and they were saying that, you know what, we may not be playing finals, but we want to have a say-so in who's playing finals this year. I, I, I That – that tells me that this club doesn't plan on mailing it in and let's just get through the last six or seven rounds here. I, I, I'm going with the Tigers as well, but I'm going with them to only win it by 11. I think this is going to be one heck of a game. I think the Tigers that the Eagles are going to make this a much closer game than, than people think they've been playing some pretty good football in the last couple of weeks. They're getting healthier. They've got their ruck coming back, you know, Granted, you know, Nick Nat does not move around the ground as well as, as a lot of other rucks. He sometimes will get lost defensively, but, you know, his tap work is pretty darn good. So I, I'm, I'm excited for this one here, but I do think the Tigers are going to take this one. Yeah, and you said something that over here, it annoys me so much when the management of teams try and tank so they can get a high draft pick it's never the players, it's never the coaches, it's the management, because every player and every coach is fighting for their job. So mm-hmm. on the NFL or the NHL or basketball over here, it drives me nuts when teams tank, and I think they should be fined even more than they do get fined if they get caught. So absolutely, every West Coast Eagle player is playing for their career and the coaches as well. Right, right. Now, I again... Full disclosure, being a Cleveland Browns fan, uh, <laughs> we had a uh, we had a couple of years uh, during the Hugh Jackson era, uh, 2018 and 19, I believe. Uh, what's the technical term? Shit. We were shit. As they, were <laughs> they were just god awful. Uh, <laughs> just absolutely god awful. You know, it's a uh, you know, he, he had, you know, the, the coach had said that, uh, that, you know, that if they didn't win again, if they went on, they went winless the one season that, it, that in like January, he would go jump in Lake Erie, which for those of you that live in Australia, Lake Erie is pretty much frozen over in January. 
Okay. So he did follow through on it. He went and jumped in the lake and some people were thinking, do you have to come out? Just stay in there. <laughs> so yeah, that was a, uh, it was an ugly time there, but I, I'm, I'm glad to see the, uh, the Eagles saying the right things anyway. Okay. You know, and granted, granted they're probably not going to be pushing out of more than, you know, the, maybe the 15th spot on the ladder. They're probably not going to get any higher than that, which is going to still garner them like a top four pick, but they're kind of playing for pride. This is, this is a club that many of these players right here have a premiership medal from 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So they're th- th- these, these, a lot of these guys on this club know how to win, want to win. This may be their last season. So they want to go out with a bang as much as they possibly can. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the coach does. I believe he's under contract for another year. So if they get rid of him, that will affect the uh, soft cap or, or whatever. But Adam Simpson, will he want to go through a rebuild? I'm not sure. And I was a little bit critical of him last year. I think they didn't really adjust to the uh, quicker flow of game with mm-hmm. the rules. I mean, they're a very good possession team with accurate passing out of the background and then they kind of move it forward so we'll see what happens with the coach next year right right yeah um we've got two more games to get to here we're heading out to optus for the lone game in perth and port adelaide is out to visit Fremantle. and the dockers they dropped a pretty ugly game last week against carlton they, they did not look good in that game port won a a, a gritty contest against the suns They've won three out of four. The Dockers are going pretty well. You know, this is a, a big game, and it's got it's got some serious final ramifications. One, Fremantle staying in the top four, and Port trying to keep the eighth spot in their sight. Okay, I'd love to hear, I want to hear what you think. Oh, I should mention here, Connor, Connor Blakely's in, Michael Walters, Nathan Wilson, Sam's third are in, Liam Henry is out injured. Uh, you've got uh, Jace Burgoyne is the one uh, debutante for Port Adelaide. Some couple bigs in here, though. Big ins here, though. Darcy Byrne Jones is in. Orazio Fantasia is back in, as is Tom Clurry and Robbie Gray. And Alira Lear is playing his 100th game, as is Luke Ryan. And Nathan Wilson playing game 150 for the Dockers. What say you, sir? Wow, there's some big ins for the Port Adelaide Power. Fantasia, he's always injured, so he's back in. Robbie Gray's getting old, but hasn't he been an absolutely fantastic (laughs) player over the years? And he's good in big games. I know he's won a few showdown medals. Burn Jones is quite good on the back flank. And don't you love Alir Alir? And if people are new to this, this is how his first name and his last name spelt the same. Isn't it unreal? A-L-I-I-R. Alir Alir. He's a big, strong defender. So he's a good player. Tough one to pick. I think it might be close. I'm going to go with the Dockers because it is in Perth. 10% chance of rain. That will help the Dockers. Port Adelaide Power. They got to keep winning. I think Dockers just, there you go, six points. Could be a game of the round. And this is the other game where we are coming in on opposite sides. I am going with Port Adelaide to win this one in an upset on the road. I'm taking Port Adelaide to win this one by eight. Okay. I've got Port winning this one by eight. I just think that they're, they're, it's not to say that the Dockers are not hungry because they certainly are, but this is another one of those games where they're going to have to prove to me that last week was an aberration because they played very poor on the road. Maybe they turn it around. And at the end of the game, they, they, you know, they give me the old, uh, you know, they give me the old triple H thing from wrestling and go, you know what? Hey, we won our home. We defended our home ground. So, you know what, you know, <laughs> but uh, I'm going with Port Adelaide to take this one by eight, just because I just think that they're going to, they're going to go ahead and get it done here. Wow. You might be right. You really might be. Like I said, maybe the game of the round and Port Adelaide with that zero and five start. That really really cost them, didn't it? Yes, eh? it did, yeah. So the last game of the weekend, and this is a 1.20 a.m. Sunday morning start for me here in Ohio. You've got GWS hosting Hawthorne. And, you know, two clubs that are sitting at 14th and 15th spots on the ladder. Uh, 
you've got uh, the Giants bringing in uh, Matt Flynn and Zach Sproul, along with a midseason draft debutante, Wade Dirksen, out of the waffle. And uh, Hawthorne is bringing in uh, Finn McGinnis, Jack Gunston, Kyle Hardigan, and Will Day. Daniel Howe has been dropped in this game. I think this is going to be a fun matchup because they, they both play a really uh, a fun style. You know, I, I think you know, both of these clubs are better than their record. And, you know, granted, it's not going to, it's not going to impact the top eight, but again, these two clubs are going to be playing for, you know, pride, if you will, growth of some of the younger players, of course. Uh, I'm going with GWS to win this one by 14 points at home. Okay. Well, I am going with GWS as well. It could be close, Giants are playing a bit more attacking football now with their new coach. But what about this, eh? This, this, I was, I was disgusted in this, man. Sicily got fined $1,000 for pulling off Norton's headband. That's Sicily for the Hawks. Right. I, I can't believe that. I was so disgusted. Like, what's this world coming to? That's another example of woke, pathetic rubbish. Find a thousand dollars for pulling off the guy's headband. If you wear a headband, fair enough, yank it off. I have no problems at all with that. So maybe I'm old school, but that really annoyed me. He got fined for that. <laughs> well, let me let me put it out there this way for you then. What if they were in a in a situation where they were both going up for a mark, and Sicily pulled the the headband over his eyes? Good on him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay. <laughs> so you, I didn't realize he'd been fined for it. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, I, I, I have seen instances where people's football helmets have been taken off and used as a club. <laughs> Miles Garrett. Um, Cleveland Browns. Oh, I just, I, I don't like Mason Rudolph. I don't, I, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You go back and you watch that footage and there, there were some things that went on that. I, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, that Miles Garrett was right for what he did, but uh, Mason Rudolph was not the innocent bystander that, that society has claimed that he was in that situation. When, uh, when he was, uh, you know, he, his, I think it was his right foot decided to pretend it was a, a cheerleader and go, and say, go Nads, go Nads. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to really back that sound down there a little bit. That got a little loud. So, um, yeah, we're both in agreement on that. I think the only game that we were different on was the previous one, the Dockers and Fremantle, or the Dockers in Port Adelaide. I think was the only one that we had that we went different on. Now, I, I will say, if if this Richmond and West Coast game was in Perth. I might have gone with West Coast in this one because Ooh. of the home ground. Similar Ooh. to what similar to what we both did last week. Yeah. I might have gone I, I might have gone with them as on the home ground there. Because you know, I, I think we go back and we look at that, what was it, round three where Richmond played them and beat them by a hundred plus points. I would love to see who actually was in that game because back in round three, I think they were going in, you know you know, driving around at some of the different footy grounds around the, the Perth and Fremantle area and just checking for pulses to see if there was, if, are you alive? Okay. You're wearing number 46 this week for us. Uh. Well, the Tigers are like the team you were just talking about with Rudolph black and yellow Steelers. I don't like either teams, but I respect them. Mm -hmm. And I think you're underestimating the Tigers. I mean, once they get going, man, they, uh, they could really make a good push in the finals this year. No, so. I, no I, I think so. I, I think you're right. I just, I just was thinking there that, you know, if it was in Perth with the crowd after having won a, a home game the previous week, I, I, I would have possibly gone for them. Okay. Maybe not probably. I might've, I might've gone for them there, but yeah, I think Richmond is a better side right now. I think, you know, it's uh they're pretty much healthy again, except for, you know, Dan Presti being out there for the most part. So it's going to be, I don't want to play Richmond in finals. I don't want my club to play them because, because one, they, they've, they've been there before and before and before. 
you know, they know how to win this whole darn thing. I, I would love to see them somewhere else on the other side of the bracket where, where, you know, I'll take my chances with somebody else, you know, besides them. But yeah. 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 I think, uh, well, the demons, once they get moving, I mean, I think they're, I think they're five goals or more better than the next best team at the moment, but a lot can change in the next uh, seven or eight weeks. Absolutely. We it can. A few it. injuries yep. and the demons can be down and up. So looking forward to it, but it's a great race, isn't it? For the yes, finals, it is. yeah. you've really got a lot of teams right down to the Port Adelaide power on seven wins. The Crows are out there below them. So that's, that's 12 teams that can make the uh, final. So it yeah. should be a great run home. Absolutely. I think it's, it's going to be tremendous. Yeah. And I, and I, yeah, that was a big loss for the Bulldogs this morning though. That was just, you know, I just, they just really laid an egg today. So yeah, it is what it is. So Mick, where can people find your work, sir? All right. Mick Ozzie, that's M-Y-K, Ozzie, A-U-S-S-I-E, MickOzzie.tv. On Twitter a lot, Mick Ozzie, one word. Uh, Facebook, two words. But, yeah, Twitter, I enjoy talking sports on Twitter with yourself and a lot of other people. And MickOzzie.tv, I hope you like it. It's uh, suitable for a cell phone, mobile phone as well. So a lot of content on there, and especially with my shows that I go on tomorrow night with, Sports Grid TV, talking AFL, NFL, CFL, whatever's current. The M NBA free agency began today also, so I'm sure that will probably come up. Yes. Yeah, I guess Kevin Durant has asked to be traded. Wow. I, you know, I, and I, I saw some Cavaliers fans that were speculating, well, you know, oh, let's go get him and we trade these people and three or four first round picks to get him. And I'm thinking, thank you, no. You know, he's been battered and bruised. He's had lots of injuries. Just, you know, develop this young core of players that you've got. You, you've got arguably one of the most exciting young clubs in the NBA with, you know, that could be, you know, contending to, you know, to, to win the, the Eastern Conference. I won't say, you know, within a year or two. You know, it's, a, it's a darn good and fun, fun club to watch. So I, I, I don't know if I would make a whole lot of changes from what they've already got there. So, yeah, he, this is probably like everyone else annoyed with the Aussie Ben Simmons. Well, you know, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that. And, and, and again, I don't want to and I, I and I I don't watch a whole lot of basketball. I mean, I don't you know, I'll look at the store at the Cavs stores. But I you know, I know that the Warriors won again this year. I think I beat the Celtics. Um but it was interesting. If I'm not mistaken, Ben Simmons was out most of this year because of back issues. He had a bad back, if I'm not mistaken. Was and, that uh, and he claimed stress. And okay. We can't make light of it. Of course we can't. People think he was pulling a shonky on that. And, you know, he's sitting over there in Wimbledon with his girlfriend instead of going with his Australian basketball team. Like, he's just, he's just so into himself. He's, is it absolute between him and Nick Curious? They got to be the two worst Australian sportsmen, I think. Well, I, you know, I, but what I, and again, I would not, I would not make fun of the stress, the emotional things. I wouldn't say that at all. But, you know, the, the back thing I remember hearing about, but I saw pictures of him that showed up uh, somewhere on social media where he was out sport fishing. You know, the, you know, like when you're on the back of the boat and you're in the big chair where you're strapped into the chair with the huge giant pole catching the massive fish. I would think that somebody who has a back issue would probably want to avoid doing something like that. Well, in Australia, there's a saying for being big headed. You don't use it over here, but we call people with a big head, people that absolutely love themselves and think they're so much better than everyone else. Well, i got to class Ben Simmons in there. He just thinks he's so good. And I don't know. I'm, I just get so annoyed with hearing all these stories. And But he's not as bad as our tennis player, Nick Curious. He is an absolute disgrace. He spat at a fan in his round one game at Wimbledon the other night. So he just continues to be an absolute idiot. Wow. I, yeah, that's I, I saw something about that. So he spit at somebody? Yeah, he spat out a fan. It took okay. him 12, 12 minutes into round one before he started playing up and causing trouble. They, Gabe said that he should put his sorry ass back on a plane to Australia. 
when I want him. Because <laughs> I, I thought I'd read that they said that he'd spit on the grass at Wimbledon. And I'm thinking, it's, uh, I, and I was thinking that that's something that's frowned upon. I, it, it, you're, people, are, people who are doing athletic endeavors are sometimes going to spit. It happens. I didn't think that, I, didn't, I know that, you know, that Wimbledon is this, is this grandiose thing, but I, I didn't think that it was necessarily, you know, the round one grass they were playing on was the, the, you know, the place where they, you know, they actually did put the gold plating on the Holy Grail or anything <laughs> like that. So I, I, so I, okay. I didn't realize that he actually had spit on a, a fan there or somebody who was watching the, the match. That, that's just, that's dumb. Well, he didn't spit on him, but he spat towards him. At him. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's not. By the way, good. not good. He's just yeah. always in trouble. He's always a show pony. Someone compared him to Ilya Nastasi. Well, no, Ilya Nastasi actually had a temper anger problem. Curious. He just tries to be a smart ass all the time, and people just can't stand him. But then some of these young kids think he's funny. Well, if he had used his brain, he would have won some majors by now because, as we all know, tennis is so much mental and concentration. But he's got none of that. None of it. Well, that's that's a good point. Yeah, and I'm not, as you may be able to tell by looking into the camera, I'm not somebody who's going to be playing a lot of tennis because uh, <laughs> it involves uh, lateral movement. Uh, <laughs> that's not exactly in my repertoire. Uh, I think I've only picked up a tennis racket maybe a half dozen times in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, Mick, hey, uh, I hope that uh, both of our clubs win this weekend. Uh, you know, it's uh, you know, <laughs> one of us has got a, one of us has got a slightly tougher task this round than the other one. Um, but you had that task last round and and did fine. So. Uh, Look forward to talking to you again next week. And uh, I have not looked ahead to see who's playing in round 17, other than I believe, I believe the Cats have either Melbourne, or I think they have Melbourne next week, either Melbourne or Carlton. Because uh, I know that, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be uh, a slightly tougher uh, road for the Cats now that, uh, that Tom Stewart's going to be out for the next month. But hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. This is, I love talking to you about this. It's a lot of fun. Any, any words of advice before we wrap up tonight? Well, one of us, if uh, the Port Adelaide Power win, well, then we'll be even. And if the Dockers win, I'll be two ahead. But, yeah, we got tomorrow off Canada Day, so a long weekend here, three days off. Nice summer is here, so summers are short in Canada, but there's a lot to do. So looking forward to the weekend and, of course, watching as much Aussie footy as I can. Thanks, man. Good talking to you again. You bet. You bet. Cheers. All right. I'm absolutely chuffed being able to have uh, Mick join me on the podcast. I, I like talking to him. I love his passion for the game, his excitement. Uh, he knows the numbers much better than I do. You know, I'm, I, I don't look at the who's favored by whom, that sort of thing. We've talked about that in previous episodes. I'm not really sure how the money things work, and, and that's okay. I'm playing uh, super coach, and that sort of thing is, is enough of an interest for me as far as, as a club. Uh, but folks, again, head over to my website, yankonthefooty.com. You'll find everything you need about the, uh, the podcast, uh, links to my socials as well. I do hope you'll sign up for the mailing list. I do hope you'll consider leaving me a review. You can read previous reviews over there as well and see what other people have thought about the show. And if you would like to leave one, that would be a huge help to the show. And also, I do hope that you'll consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family as well. And, and ladies and gentlemen... I want to thank you for the kind words. I, I had a lot of you who've reached out already uh, after I released the uh, interview with Sean Smith. Uh, I have two more interviews that are in the can right now that I'm going to be working on getting edited this weekend, and I've got a couple more that I'm getting set up. But again, if you you have an interesting story or you have uh, contact information with somebody who played the game uh, at the AFL level or played the game in the, the Sandful or the Waffle, or, you know, in the VFL, I would, I would love the opportunity to sit down and talk with them to learn a little bit about the game, to pick their brain, uh, to help me become a more educated uh, consumer of this game that I've fallen in love with. So I do appreciate all of your help with that sort of thing. And folks, 
reach out to your friends, talk to them, make sure they're okay, get them on the phone, send them a note, tell them you love them, okay? And folks, as always, may your dribble kick never, ever hit that post. I will catch you later. This has been episode 183 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram, look for A Yank on the Footy, and on Facebook at A Yank on the Footy Podcast. Folks, thanks for listening, and please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. And until next time, thanks, Mick, and goodbye, everybody. <laughs>